Shalom, and welcome to In the Beginning. My name is Shmuel Bowman, and I am a Torah scribe. I think just about everybody grew up learning how to write on lined paper, on lined pages. That's how we were taught how to write the letters, how to write words, how to make them straight. Even today, I enjoy writing on a nice pad of paper, and this is by no means a product endorsement. They are not paying me for doing this. But I have to tell you, there is a uh, company called Rodia, R-H-O-D-I-A, and their paper is just, it's a joy to write on, especially if you like writing with fountain pens, which I do. And the fact is, any kind of pen or pencil, it's going to be a great experience with uh, lined paper. Have you heard of uh, dotted paper? Yeah, it's really interesting. It's, it's dots spaced out at certain intervals. And instead of writing on a line, you kind of write along the dots. It's really cool. And then, of course, there's unlined paper as well. So here's some interesting scribal trivia which I think is very interesting. First of all, did you know that you have to have lines on parchment, Torah scroll and mezuzah and the Megillah Esther and uh, other sacred writings? Except here's the thing. The lines are not drawn. They're not drawn with a pen or a pencil or any kind of a marker or printed whatsoever. There's no nothing printed on the parchment itself. The lines on parchment are actually scored. In other words, using a firm object like something like a, like a metal stylus, you would actually score. You would make indentations into the parchment, and those are your lines. And if you'd like to see what that looks like, how indentations, how scoring on parchment is done these days. So head on over to my website at sacredscrolls.net, click on the video tab, and you'll see a video called Lines on Parchment. Check it out, I think uh, you may find it very interesting. Here's another interesting tidbit about writing on lines, and that is that unlike the way we all grew up writing on the line, so, Torah scribes actually write below the line. In other words, the line becomes the marker for the top of the letter. So there's all sorts of very interesting ideas why this might be. One may be, you know, tradition, right? That's just the way we've been doing it. But there's some also interesting, deeper, mystical ideas. And one of those ideas is that the Hebrew letters were brought down from heaven to us here on earth. I know that sounds really, really far out, but think this through for a moment. It was the Hebrew letters that God used to create the world, to create everything. So these Hebrew letters are different than any other letters, any other language that has ever existed and ever will exist. So that being the case, they have a, a higher prominence. And so therefore, the idea that they were brought down right from heaven to us is symbolized by writing not above the line, but below the line. Anyways, I find this stuff really, really cool. And um, I hope you do too. We have an important message 
right now and right afterwards, I'll be introducing my special guest to In the Beginning. Looking for a special gift for a wedding, birthday, bar, or bat mitzvah, anniversary, corporate, wellness, or condolence? Shmuel will create a Hebrew name on parchment in the traditional Torah scribal form. The parchment is framed by an original design paper cut depicting the unforgettable Jerusalem skyline. The paper cut is available in three beautiful colors, midnight blue, burgundy wine, and desert beige. Please visit our website, www.sacredscrolls.net. Matthew Lazar in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Hi, I'm, I'm, happy, to be, I'm happy to be here. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Just as, as background information, Matthew and I are cousins and extremely close and have great conversations. So, Matthew, we're looking at the Parshat Shavuot, Parshat Bo. And why don't you tell us a little bit about what jumped out and kind of bitten you? You know, I was c- confounded. I was confounded by uh, reading how uh, the process that that led to the plagues, the, the the ten plagues that God visited upon the Egyptians to free the children of Israel, and it says uh, God says to Moses, "Don't worry, I will harden Pharaoh's heart, mm-hmm. and everything's going to go according to plan." And for us, as a modern uh, free thinking, spiritual, religious thought keepers, we we wonder. How is this possible? Because for us, a, a, a pillar of our faith is free will right. to choose the right path. And we learn in our, we, we recite in our prayers, God grants reward to those who lead a noble life while punishing transgressors sinning wantonly. Right? Okay. And further, in, in the Torah itself, in Deuteronomy, God says, to the children of Israel through Moses. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day. I put before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life. If you and your offspring would live by loving your God, heeding his commandments and holding fast him. So it sounds, like, it sounds like this sounds like a lot of, it's all free will. It sounds like it's go ahead, choose, right? God says, I have given you the choice. And not only have I given you the choice, but I've, I've even given you the right answer. <laughs> I told you, this is, this is the right way to do it. Please, please. Make the right choice, but we still have a choice. And so, how is it possible that he now says to Moses, "Don't worry, it's all taken care of." Uh, you know, I've hardened Pharaoh's heart. Uh huh. Yeah. So what? So what has happened to that whole concept of free choice, free will? Uh, you know, are there certain people exempt from this? I mean, what's going on? It's it. It's a little bit frightening to tell you the truth. It it is a little frightening. How how are we as you know? Uh, just a small one individual how are we to lead our lives how are we to learn what what are we to learn from this do we do does it make a difference do, do the things that we do in our life make a difference right you almost have this it's almost what i'm hearing from you is this idea of you know um you have a choice uh here's the answer and in some cases choice won't even be an issue i'm simply going to make it so that you will be almost paralyzed is that what's going on hardening the heart it almost feels that sounds like a paralysis. Well, when I, I look a little bit into this, and I think that partly this might be part of the answer, might be our own poor, weak 
translation abilities. I'm looking at in, in Exodus chapter 7, verse 3, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs, my wonders, the land of Egypt. And then I'm looking further ahead in, in chapter 10 in, in Exodus, book of Exodus, chapter 10, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, go unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I might show my signs in the midst of them. And then at the end of this chapter, chapter 10, verse 27, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let them go. Yeah, what's really interesting, this is just a few verses before that, Pharaoh's ready to, right, to let them go. He, he, he says to them, right, he says to them in verse 24, right, go worship the Lord, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> you know? yeah, right. And then like two verses later, it's like, yeah, but the Lord, as you said, Lord stiffened God stiffened Pharaoh's heart. He's like, what is it? Where is he? What's going on here? Is he is he some marionette, you know, doll that is being played by by the marionette master? Like, what's happening here? I when I when I looked in the the original Hebrew, it, it actually it shows a, a little different. We 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 suddenly instead of hardening, 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 mm-hmm. um, in the Hebrew, it says in in chapter seven verse three. I will I will make it hard. Mm. And and hard in a way meaning resilient, you know, insensitive. But then in 10, chapter 10, verse 1, it doesn't say ekashet et lev para, it says, et libo. I have made it heavy, almost lethargic, almost uh-huh. depressed. Mm-hmm. And then in the final one in chapter 10, verse 27, it says. I have strengthened the heart of Pharaoh. And I think that there's a clue here to what's really happening. We we really hold by free will, but and, and I should say this is these are not my own thoughts. These are these are wonderful interpretations that have come down through years to me from great thinkers. God wants Pharaoh to make a free choice. Mm-hmm. But who who among us? mortal humans can make a free choice when we're faced with this overwhelming power and majesty of God manifesting right in our faces. How can we, how can we possibly make a free choice? And so God says, I will strengthen Pharaoh's heart. Mm. I will, I will level the playing field. I will make it even so that he can make a free choice. And he does, and uh, sad, you know, spoiler alert, he makes the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. And, and so, in fact, this is actually God preserving free choice. Now, what maybe the take-home message for us, we, we read in Pirkei Avot, in, in the Ethics of Our Fathers, the, the great uh, rabbis of the, of the historic period, the Mishnaic period, right. um, ben, ben Azai said, pursue even a minor mitzvah, a good deed, and flee from a uh, sin, for one good deed generates another, and one sin generates another. Thus, the reward for a, a good deed is another good deed, and the penalty for a sin is another sin. Good deeds lead to good deeds, and sins lead to more sinning. And I, th- I think we we see that all of us in our in our own lives that we get into habits, we get into habits, and and the first time we do something right or or wrong you know we we invest a little bit of ourselves into that we it takes some time it takes some thought it, it takes a bit of energy what what is the, what is the right thing to do here how do i do this and if i'm choosing maybe not the right the best way to do things but maybe there's some justification that has to happen some there's a mental process 
But, you know, as it happens over and over and over again, it just gets easier and easier and easier. So in a way, um, maybe we are hardening our own hearts. Mm. Maybe we are hardening our hearts. And maybe our take-home message here in the, it's a new year, it's a, a new start. Maybe we need to look at ourselves. Maybe we should say, are, are we being stubborn, intractable, refusing to humble ourselves in face of something greater? Have we really got all the answers? Do we, do we, maybe we need to look at things from a fresh perspective. Maybe we need to be open to new ways of doing things. Wow. 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 This is a, such a powerful insight and such a powerful word. And it's something that I think that, I mean, I can take very personally. I think um, other listeners are can find a way also to apply it in their own lives. And I think you've really um, you, you've really captured the the idea here, Matthew. I really think that, and, and, it, and it's funny because it's 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 a riddle, isn't it? The entire thing is a riddle that needs. It's waiting for us to solve. It's sitting there on parchment, sitting on white parchment, written with black ink, screaming out to us, "Hey, come and solve this mystery." That's awesome. Amazing. Thanks so much. Oh, it, I, I, I love the podcast. I'm looking forward to further episodes. Please join me every week for new ideas. And uh, let's share these secrets together. Shalom. I'm Shmuel Bowman. Beginning is produced by Sacred Scrolls. You can subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music. If you have any questions or comments, please be in touch through our website at sacredscrolls.net. Thank you for listening.